1201 Sports is brought to you by Essential Coaching, allies in holistic coaching and educational program development. Essential Coaching aims to produce exponential generational change by creating the deepest connected coaching community in the world. Your pain points are real, coach, and Essential Coaching wants to help you feel more fulfilled and happier in your career. Join coaches and educators spanning three different continents for real, relevant, and necessary professional development. 1201 Sports listeners can take 15% off with code 15 for 1201. That's 15FOR1201 on any service or a premium community membership. To learn more, visit www.essentialcoaching.net. That's www.essential-coaching.net. Essential Coaching, empowering coaches. Welcome, everybody, to the 1201 Sports College Pigskin Pick'em Show, presented by the 1201 Sports Network, brought to you by Essential Coaching, empowering coaches. I am your host, Jacob Angevine, and with me today in the studio is the one, the only, masked man himself, Hoodie T. Kane, bringing you another week of college football pick'em based on some of the best lines Vegas can offer, the games to watch. But first off, before we get into it, Tyler, how you doing, buddy? Well, as you can tell, Hoodie T came's back, so that only means one thing. It's dub season. It's dub season. Another week of Hoodie T Kane getting us in the positive. We're we're doing brick by brick by brick. We're like uh we're like a Tennessee recruiting video, but except it's actually working for us right now. Yeah, it's we're going working. in the right direction, brick by brick. And you know, and you know what? I thirty five's getting scared. They're getting scared. You know, they're, they're coming after me on Twitter, you know. They're coming the after me. me. They're going to eat me. They're going to eat me the next time they see me. So, you know what? They're scared. They, they posted scared. the they're gif. Rattled. They posted the gif of uh, Simba climbing up Pride Rock all the way with the rest of the safari getting ready to see the eventual new king, the mighty king, and then Rafiki taking little Simba and tossing his bitch ass just into oblivion, like yeeted him into the shadow world. They posted that gif saying the next time we see Hoodie T. Kane. All right, I-35, we coming for that ass. We're making up some ground. It It took us some time to find our missing ingredient, our secret weapon. But damn it, we dug into the bag of tricks, and we made Tyler into a cool person. We have Hoodie T. Kane. Hoodie T. Kane is here, and you should fear him. Yeah, I mean... Fear my wrath. We're coming for that neck. Fear my did you say that so nonchalantly? Like, fear my wrath. Fear my wrath, children. Fear it. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, talk is, about let's talk about some of these games. Uh Tyler, you know, I'll just go ahead and you know let the record show LSU beat Arkansas this week. It was one of the worst games I've ever watched. I as much as I love the strong man, let's get after and play because these kids deserve it, because that's what I've been preaching this entire time that kids need to play football, but I don't think Arkansas should have played this game. I think we should have taken a play out of LSU's playbook and said, look, man, we got the COVID or we're scared one of the two and said, look, we're not playing this game, but we're down to only 55 scholarship players 
We had a lot of first-time freshmen playing in this game in a big-time rivalry game against LSU. LSU has had three weeks off to prepare and get ready for Arkansas because I know that's what they've been doing. That was their entire game plan this entire time. Let's beat the shit out of Arkansas because we don't want to play Alabama. And in Arkansas, they had a COVID outbreak. They were down to uh, two normal starters, everyday starters, or I guess every down starters for the defensive line. They had one defensive back that has played every single week get tossed out of the game on the worst targeting call I've ever seen in my life. Hashtag free Catalan. I'm just so tired of that same crew officiating Arkansas games. That 11 a.m. SEC crew should never be allowed back in the state of Arkansas. And if they ever step foot into it, there needs to be a band of wild hogs and a truck full of rednecks beating some ass. Yeah, I mean, whenever I saw that the game was still on Friday night, I was like, oh, God, why are we playing this game? We're fixing to lose the boot. I, I didn't want to play Arkansas. I would have I would have rather gotten drugged through the dirt by Bama than lose in any fashion to Arkansas. I know. So I was I was I not know. looking forward to it at all. I was like, we're fixing to lose the boot. This is not going to be good. I didn't even bother watching the game. Mama had it on Cooking, cha- cooking Channel. Just watching that, and she's like, "You want to watch? What were they cooking? What were they cooking? Uh, I don't even remember. Come on, dude. Like, really? You got to let the listeners so know. I, I just come on now. Yeah. Shit. So I just flipped it over to the LSU game to see how bad they're getting beat, and they were getting beat. But uh, I mean, Arkansas's defensive line was so depleted. They made T.J. Finley look like an All-American. T.J. Me. Finley looked abs. There were times where he had like seven to eight seconds in the pocket. Well, I mean, and that's the like you said that that eleven a.m. officiating crew is the literal worst. Bad targeting call, a touchdown that we end up getting a touchdown later, but that 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 pass to uh, Ty Davis Price. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. I don't know what else you want him to do for that to be a touchdown. I mean, that that crew is the literal worst. They should not ever be allowed to to officiate a college football game again. But you know it's SEC. SEC's known for bad officiating, and it's 2020. So why? Well, they've 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 really been known for just screwing Arkansas this entire year. I mean, dating back to the schedule being released, they gave us Georgia and Florida, a team that has won four games in the past two years and hadn't won an SEC game in almost three years. They said, you know what? Let's give them the most impossible schedule in college football history. Let's stack up Florida and Georgia. And I really think they did this for damn storylines because you had Florida, the Felipe Franks revenge game, and you had Georgia to see what Sam Pittman, the former Georgia offensive line coach, can do as a head coach right off the bat. You can't sit there and tell me that the SEC didn't have that planned out for damn storylines. And I will stand by that until I get buried six feet under. That is mixed with the calls that have gone against Arkansas, I am fed up with it. Screw the SEC. You will not hear me chanting, oh, let's go SEC. Let's win another national championship because it makes the conference look better. F you. That does not mean shit. That just means they love Alabama and they're going to keep loving Alabama in these blue blood programs so teams like Arkansas and Vanderbilt and Kentucky can continue sucking ass. I hate the SEC. Woo pig Kentucky suey. Hasn't, Kentucky I hasn't. I, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Woo pig suey. Screw the SEC. That's all I gotta say. I got. I got another question. 
did Jim Harbaugh's seat get hotter in a in a win? I think it did. I mean, granted, Michigan is already terrible this year, but Rutgers, Rutgers is traditionally bad. Rutgers is bad year in and year out. Doesn't matter who they hire as a coach. They could bring in Nick Saban himself, and people would still not want to go to Rutgers. I guarantee you. Guarantee you. If Nick Saban tomorrow gets fired as the head coach of Alabama to take this amazing job where he makes billions of dollars a year at Rutgers, I promise you, nobody will go to Rutgers. You do not – I don't even know Rutgers' mascot. The Scarlet Knights, is that right? Is that right, the Scarlet Knights? Scarlet Knights. Knights. Yeah. There's, they're yeah. more worried – Rutgers University yeah. is more worried about a small high school in Ruston, Louisiana – copying their R than they are worried about winning football games. No one wants to accept a D1 scholarship to Rutgers University Scarlet Knights football. Nobody wants to do that. I guarantee you, if you put Nick Saban as the head coach, nobody will want to go to Rutgers. Guarantee you. Rutgers is bad. I think you're wrong. Hardball. I think I think you're you're wrong on that one. But. No, I'm not wrong on that one. I'm saying that because that's coming from the heart, which means it's true, Tyler. Nick Saban. I don't give a shit. Nick it's Saban. Rutgers. It's Rutgers. It's it is Nick Rutgers Saban, University. God. I think I think I think you're downplaying Nick Saban's effect. Nick. Okay. Nick Saban a is a great coach. He's a great coach. He's arguably, not arguably, he is the best coach in college football. Debussini's a close second, but Nick Saban is the best coach in college football. Guarantee it. But I'm telling you, Rutgers, Tyler, if I gave you the opportunity to play at Clemson and with all this great aspects of the ACC and all the wonders of the, the rock that you get to touch at the end of the tunnel and Dabo Sweeney and all this, would you rather take that scholarship or would you rather come – to Rutgers in New Jersey and be a Scarlet Knight football player. Oh, and Nick Saban's here. That's the only selling point about going to college in New Jersey. And you're in the Big Ten. <laughs> no, that's that's the Big Ten is not a selling point. I think it is. The Big Ten you is got, not You've only got to beat two teams. And it's one team, and you ain't beating – Yeah, ain't, one team. You ain't beating Ohio State. You ain't beating Ohio State. I'm telling you. You ain't beating Ohio State. I, I'd, I'd, give, I'd give Nick Saban three years, and that, that team would be amazing. All right. All right, whatever. I'm, I'm telling you. But anyway, but back to your original question, no. Uh, Harbaugh, he needs to go. If you can't win yeah, against Rutgers – I mean, he did. I mean, he did, but I'm saying – you can't win convincingly. Rutgers has 13 four- and five-star players on their roster. 13 four- and five-star players. Michigan has 42. There's a lack of coaching somewhere in there. There's obviously talent in the building, but there's a lack of coaching. Harbaugh ain't it. I don't know if he got away from the jump man, khaki pants, or whatever else. I don't know what he changed up, but something messed up his mojo. He's done. I think he, he should have been gone last camps. year. Yeah, I think he should have been gone last year, but whatever. That's just me. I, I don't like Jim Harbaugh. Uh, but another conference, Big 12. I think the Big 12 championship, uh, you can go ahead and give it to Oklahoma. If 
Oklahoma State didn't win it. That was my favorite to win. Uh, at I thirty five, they thought Kansas State was going to win the Big Twelve. That's a that's a joke. But Oklahoma, they ended up winning this forty one to thirteen. I mean, Oklahoma. I don't think I, I still don't think there's going to be a team from the Big Twelve in the playoff. And if there is, then screw everything. No, there's not. But man, Spencer Rattler played lights out in a rivalry game, seventeen to twenty four. 301 yards of the air and four touchdowns and had seven carries for 14 yards and a touchdown. Spencer Rattler played out of his mind in a big time game like that. And all these people who were hating on Spencer Rattler earlier in the year, because he had a couple bad games. He's a true freshman a redshirt freshman, whatever. Yeah. He's a freshman. Come on. But, uh, yeah, but like you said, yeah. big 12, big 12 don't need a team in. I'd, if somebody, if, if somebody's going to get trounced, I'd rather it be a, a BYU Cincinnati, something like that. Give us something new. Yep. Give us somebody new that's to get their butt kicked. Uh, but we do have some good news. Uh, we'll get into our pick em segment because uh, that is what this show is about. Moving right along. Uh, Tyler, how did we do last week, and how many points are we behind to I-35? We made some ground, but we did – We did. Uh, made we're up still some ground. We, uh, we, we got four of the five games played correct, made up one game, so we're – Seven games back with three week with three weeks left. So uh, yeah, we got a got a tall order, but we, we can, can do, do it. it. I, 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 I believe in the believe. spirit of Hoodie T Kane. I, I honestly believe Hoodie T Kane is the difference maker here. He is our secret weapon. Uh, but let's get up with our games this week. Uh, what is the first one we have up on the slate? First one on the slate is number fifteen Iowa State traveling to Austin to face the number 20 Texas Longhorns, who are a two-point favorite. This is going to be a good game. It's going to be a traditional Big 12 game. It's going to be basketball on turf. But I think you see Texas pull it out late, late touchdown, late field goal, something like that, to cover. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a barn burner. But Texas does cover, I think. Yeah, I agree with you here. As much as the experts and I love Brock Purdy and Iowa State – I really like Texas here. Uh, 57% of the people that have already put bets on this game, uh, the line has actually shifted to one-and-a-half-point favorites. So I think the line is a little bit more in favor of Iowa State. However, it's still one-and-a-half points. And I I like Texas over Iowa State here. I think they are rolling. The, both these teams are terrible against the spread this year. But uh, give me the Longhorns, the favored team here. And with it being one and a half or two points, it doesn't matter. They're going to score a field goal late or a touchdown late. Texas is going to win this ball game. What does I thirty five have to say? I thirty five says Iowa State. Look, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna trash them. They've gotten most of their Big Twelve games right this year. They know they're Big Twelve. They obviously, know except something. for Kansas State being a, a champion. Yeah, so I mean, they they obviously know something about the Big Twelve, but I still think Texas covers here. What's the next game we have on the slate? Next game on the slate, number two, Notre Dame, who's a four-and-a-half-point favorite, travels to Chapel Hill to take on number 25, UNC. I think Notre Dame's too much. I think they got too much talent. I think they got too much experience at the end of the day, and that's what really is going to want to shine through, I think, in this game. UNC is good, but not as good as we were thinking they were going to be, but they've got somehow this, – this is a good team. But yeah. at the end of the day, I, I, think, I think Notre Dame has too much experience – they have too much big game experience, and I think that shines through at the end of the day, and I think they cover with a late touchdown. Yeah, no, I agree with you again on this one. Um, as much as I love Sam Howell and UNC, I think Sam Howell is going to be a phenomenal player one day, 
But Notre Dame is rolling right now. I think they did struggle a little bit against Clemson. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is they were without Trevor Lawrence, and Clemson is still a really good football program. But Notre Dame, Ian Book has looked amazing these past couple weeks. Ian Book has been playing lights out, four and a half points. I know this is on the road, but give me the Fighting Irish to cover in this one as well. What does I-35 have to say? I-35 is with us on this one. They say Notre Dame covers. This is going to be another good game, I think. It's going to be a game that comes down to the wire. But, like I said, I think Notre Dame gets a touchdown late to push them over and cover. What's the next game we have? Next game, number 11, Northwestern, who is a 13-point favorite, goes to East Lansing, Michigan to take on Sparty. Look, Michigan State's bad, but they've got one win. It's against Michigan. The ultimate troll job would be for them to only have one win at the end of the season and it be against Michigan. That would be perfect in my mind. And Northwestern is low-key kind of good. So I think they do cover this 13 points. It's going to be a late cover, but I do think they cover. I think they win it by about 17. But this is this – is, it's, it's not going to be a good game to watch, I don't think. I think it's going to be kind of ugly. Yeah, uh, Northwestern, they're rolling off of a big win against Wisconsin, knocking off the 10th best team in the country. Uh, they did cover the spread last week, uh, just in a great, great team win for Northwestern. And so them rolling into Michigan State, a team that has just looked bad, 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 bad this year. I really like Northwestern in this matchup. I never think I would ever put money on Northwestern, but this is one of the games in the slate this week. Uh, 13 and a half points is yeah. 13 and a half points. You said, or 13, 13. 13? Yeah. Uh, give me Northwestern. I, I like Northwestern to cover here. Um, as, as much as I think Michigan state may get something late. I want to say Northwestern can cover the spread here. If they can cover against Wisconsin, they can definitely cover against Michigan state. What does I 35 have to say? I 35 says Northwestern as well. This is going to be a typical big 10 game. Up next, we have the Iron Bowl. Number one, Bama, who is a 23-and-a-half-point favorite, traveling to the Plains to take on number 22, Auburn. This game is going to get ugly early, but I think Auburn climbs back into it. I don't think that 23-and-a-half points is the right line. It's going to be a probably a 17-point ball game, I think but I think Auburn gets gets a garbage time touchdown or something like that to, to, to cover. It's just way too much. As good as Bama is, I just think it's a little too much. Yeah, I agree. I think Nick Saban, uh, he'll call the dogs off probably in the second quarter when it's already 60-something to zero. But, man, that's a big line, 23 and a half. That is a big line. And it's actually shifted just a little bit since uh, we came up with these lines. or I'm sorry, since we came out with the slate. Just by a point, it's now sitting at 24 and a half. So even with that, whether it be 23 or 24 and a half, I still feel like Auburn can get something going with it just being a big enough game. Weird shit happens with Auburn. For some reason, SEC loves Auburn, loves their officials, love Goss Malzahn. And they do have the offensive mastermind in Chad Morris. So, I mean, obviously that says something about Auburn here. So give me Auburn to cover this spread. Uh, I, I like Auburn to cover. Alabama is still going to beat them. They're going to they're, they're gonna 
beat him in all three fashions of the game. But give me Auburn to cover this one here. What does I-35 have to say? I-35 says Bama covers. That's bold. It's very well, they, bold. They don't know SEC but I can, football. I can, but I can see it happening, though. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but that is a very big spread. It is big. Um, what's the last game we have? Last game on the schedule, number 16, Coastal Carolina, is a 17-point favorite on the road to San Marcos, Texas, to take on Texas State Bobcats. Guys, we're the official Coastal Carolina bandwagon podcast. We are your home for all things coastal. I mean, the we surf, are the, the, the surf the turf has taken baby. over. The surf turf has taken over. I mean, I'm I've got a whole carpet of surf turf. I mean, that, that's that's how how big we've jumped onto the bandwagon. Tyler, in my new I house, I've already got the walls painted to the surf turf. Like, I mean, you got you, to. Have, you have the carpet. I have the walls painted. I mean. We're the Chanticleers podcast. We're the official home of all Chanticleers news. Yeah, I mean, look, Coastal Carolina's good. I mean, they they're really good. They're they're probably the the second or third best G five team out there. And I think that I think they got a little bit of a test last week with App State. And I think they're going to come out looking for blood again this week, and they're going to absolutely take it to Texas State, who isn't bad. But they're not good. They're not on the same level. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, and you know, you you talk about App State. App State is a very good football team, um, <clears throat> and they were able to cover the spread last week against them, beating uh, App State by ten. Uh, believe App State beat Texas State earlier this year at Texas State by twenty-one. I believe is what it was, yeah. and, the, and the spread here is 17. So, transitive property states here that Coastal Carolina can cover the 17-point spread. That's what I'm using here. Coastal Carolina will cover. What does I-35 have to say? I-35 says Coastal Carolina covers as well. I mean, this team is is good, guys. I mean, this is a team to really watch. And they're fun to watch. I don't – dude, they're fun to watch, especially at home. I mean, yes. I saw a tweet. It was a, a picture. It was a clip from last week's game which, to be completely honest, App State had probably some of the best uniforms I've ever seen, especially with the, the logo on the helmet. Those whiteouts. Those whiteouts were – they were pretty nice. They were filthy. But it was a video clip of the game, and it looked, it looked like it was from the 80s against that surf turf, and it, it just looked awesome. I mean, this team is so fun. I mean, just the color scheme, the, their offensive scheme, their players. This is a fun team to watch. Well, that about does it uh, for your week 13 slate. Wow, week 13. This season is flying by. College football, please stay a little bit longer. Uh, but, you know, that is our slate. Those are our picks. Let us know what you think of them uh, by tweeting at us or sending us messages to our DMs on uh, Instagram, both at 1201 Sports. While you're doing that, check out our sponsor, Essential Coaching, at www.essential-coaching.net and use our code 15 for 1201 to save 15% on your purchase, whether it be for any uh, premium service, premium membership, or if you're looking for some awesome graphics for your podcast, if you're listening to this, check out the hashtag, hashtag EC Graphics on Twitter to look at some of the awesome promotionals that they do for different schools, different uh, podcasts, different things. Uh, and maybe they can hook you up. Y'all can work something out to where you can get some pretty dope graphics for your podcast. Um, but again, I'm your host, Jacob Angevine. My 
great co-host, Hoodie TK and Tyler Cloud. Check out the rest of our shows five days a week on the 1201 Sports Network. And always remember, at 1201 Sports, even when we're wrong, we're always right.